What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Hey, hey, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. How the hell are you? How's everybody doing? We are back with another episode of the One It's All podcast. This is episode number 18. My name is Jake Heffelfinger. Thank you for listening to my show. What a week it's been. I'm going to go over the shenanigans. St. Petersburg, Florida, the home city. Went back this past weekend and I've still not fully recovered. My big Bay Boozer draft. Year number 14. What a day it was on Saturday. I'm going to recap all of that on this episode today. We'll go over. I'm sure everybody's got their big fantasy football drafts coming up. We did ours a little too early this year, but it worked out. So I'll go over the first four rounds. Talk about what we did. So you could compare your notes to what you're going to do. There's a lot of draft questions coming up. Players are already starting to get hurt. Player news is, news are starting to come out. There's down to only one preseason week left. And this is where shit starts hitting the fan. The pressure bust pipes. <laughs> so I'll go over everything we uh, we did and give you the formats, help you compare, get you over there. We'll go over all the new news coming out, NFL news, fantasy news, the whole nine. We'll cover all that. I hope everybody's doing well. What a... I mean, there's no shortage of things to talk about. It is crazy out there. I hope everybody is taking care of their mental health first and foremost because it's not easy right now. Just It's just crazy out there. So do whatever you got to do to find joy, laugh, smile, whatever you got to do. Fight through the hard times. If you're struggling, trust me, it will get better. Just stay working hard and just stay consistent. Something I work on every day or try to, and it'll get you there. So on this episode, like I said, it's number 18. We're going to go over, I'm going to cover the most notable number 18s in sports and see if I call out any players that you can, and you probably know the main one. <laughs> I'm going to go over what I did for the first time since the last episode we record. I recorded and sent out to the world. It might even be two things. I'll give you, of course, the one at tall fact. Like I said, I'll cover the Bay Boozers draft that we just had so you could pick and compare because this is one of the most competitive leagues I have ever been in. So I'll go over what our picks were so you can take some notes, help yourself out for your drafts coming up. Of course, we'll cover more football news, fantasy updates, any new roster changes. I'll go over, we'll talk about Manny Pacquiao for a minute. I'll give you a movie that I think you should watch, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead's back last last season 11. 24 episodes is the final. We'll cover that for a little bit. The golden rule. Does it still exist? Because it's hard to see it sometimes. We'll talk about that for a minute. And I promise to maybe bring up any kind of random thoughts that I have throughout the episode. Like I said, I just never know what comes to mind. If I see something or think of something, This I'm going to talk about it. And you can just go from there. <laughs> Because free thought, free speech is very, very important. But like I said before, this is number 18. Can't stop, won't stop. Take that, take that. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. Number 18. Of course, go find me on Instagram at one at all. One at all dot .com. Do me a favor, people. Help, help me out. Download, like, comment, subscribe. You don't have to do all four. Just do whatever one tickles your nutsack. Or tickles your taint, whatever one you want to go with. Download, like, comment, subscribe. Download, like, comment, subscribe. It just really helps me out. 
helps it get going, especially the more I go to expand the podcast. Always feel free to message me any questions, comments, concerns, anything you would like to hear talked about on the podcast. Any thoughts you have to anything that comes out of my dumbass mouth, I would love to hear it. And we can talk about it. And I'll bring you up on the podcast. Shout out the name. Shout out to Instagram. Want it tall on Instagram. Want it tall.buzzsprout.com. And if you want to contribute to the page, you can find it on Want It Tall on Venmo. Help out. Every bit goes a long way towards helping the show progress. Like I said, people, I'm not going anywhere. So you better get used to me. <laughs> My goal is to hit that 100 episode and just go from there. So with that being said, when you think of the number 18, I'm sure the first person that comes to your mind is Mr. Peyton Williams Manning, who stands at 6'5". I would say Peyton is probably the most famous number 18. I mean, there's others out there and going through the list and just checking them out. I th- I'm Nothing comes more to the top than him, and Peyton Manning's done it all, and he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, had a great speech like always. It's hard to find an athlete so accomplished, but yet he's really charismatic and good. His commercials are hilarious. Laser rocket arm. <laughs> All of his commercials are funny. Probably one of the few athletes that I've seen crush SNL. If you haven't seen that skit where he's helping the boys and girls club, <laughs> that shit is hilarious. I would highly recommend looking that up on YouTube and any of them. When he's pegging the kids with a ball, just his intensity and everything. Peyton Manning, definitely first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm glad he got in. Happy for that whole family. He was a man amongst boys in his prime. And other than Tom Brady, that he's the first quarterback that comes to mind. So, yeah, number 18, Peyton Manning is probably the best one. I'm sure that's who came to most of your minds, too. Other ones that I see on the list that are right at the top, Mr. Daryl Strawberry, Strawberries and Cream. Daryl Strawberry was an eight-time All-Star, y'all. Four-time World Series champion and NL Rookie of the Year. So, dude did his damn thing. He put the strawberry in the game. Played right field and outfield. He played from 83 to 99. So don't sleep on the name Daryl Strawberry. He's just, he's up there. As a, I mean, he's got four World Series championships. Four. So he could arguably be number one that wore the number 18. Peyton had two. Dave Cowens, eight-time NBA All-Star, one-time NBA MVP, Basketball Hall of Fame, Power Forward Center. My old school baseball head's Joe Morgan, baby. 10-time All-Star, Baseball Hall of Fame, two-time World Series champion for the Houston Astros, second baseman, currently in the NFL, who I have as a – I never thought I would say his name as a sleeper-wide receiver this year, but with all the – I'm talking about A.J. Green. Now with the Arizona Cardinals and with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, the whole – they have John Connor out there now, or James Connor. (laughs) Connor. I'm looking for John Connor. I could see AJ Green having a real bounce back season. I have him in one of my leagues, and I pray to God he blows up. <laughs> I heard he's looking really good in camp, so he's a current number eighteen. Um, going through the list: Charlie Joyner, Pete Scholes, Moises Alou. I remember what the Cub- he was part of that Cubs scandal way back when that came back to defeat them. Six time NBA, six time NL All Star. Two-time Silver Glove Award winner. Played from 1990 to 2008. Moises Alou. Let's see what we... Phil fucking Jackson. Phil Jackson. More, no more for his coaching than his basketball presence. But he won the cha- He won the chip twice. Two-time NBA champion. He played from 67 to 80, most notably for the Knicks. He was a center and power forward. Yeah, Phil, all Philly. But he's more known for his 10 championships as a coach with the Bulls. And Lakers, whoever his agent was, to get him set up with Jordan Pippen, then go to Shaq and Kobe. I mean, talk whoever. I mean, what a genius! John Hot Rod Williams, Andy Van Slyke. He was a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner. Oh, Johnny Damon couldn't stand his ass when he was with the Yankees, but he was fun when he was with the Indians. Yeah, he was a he was a two time world champion too. With the he played from ninety five to two thousand two. Oh, Johnny Damon, he even came down to play for the Rays for a year or two. 
Currently another wide receiver, Randall Cobb, back with the Packers. I'm expecting him to be a big PPR contributor this year. Aha, my boy back home. <laughs> another famous number 18, Kansas City Royals pitcher, Brett Saberhagen. <laughs> Played from 1984 to 2001. He won the World Series MVP. He was a two-time AL Cy Young Award winner. So Brett Saberhagen deserves deserves it to be put on his name, baby. Res- put respect on his name. Going through here, Jeremy Macklin, Bailey Howard, Matt Kane was the most recent pitcher, and Osasa Vucevic, the shooting guard, played in the NBA for 10 years from 04 to 2014. So those are your most notable number 18s. But like I said, it's Peyton Williams Manning. And I say that because Williams is Peyton's middle name. If, if you didn't know that, there you go. So this is the Peyton Manning episode. So yeah. <laughs> so the first time what I've done since the last episode is I've never been to the Tennessee State Fair before. And I went. Real plot twist on that one. It's really sold that one. <laughs> so yeah, went out to the, fa- the State Fair and... What a time. So a lot of jean shorts. It's exactly what you think. It is pretty much anti-COVID out there. <laughs> no, no, nothing. It's just America, baby. It's just America. Hot dogs, food, popcorn. I mean, they just take scoops of sugar and pour it in lemonade like it's supposed to be that way. And I love it. I mean, I eat just about everything I can get my hands on out there. And I paid for it the next day. But to be out there playing games... Won some prizes. I mean, you can't beat it. You really can't. It's just good old fun. You go out there. You get some meat on the stick. You go down some rides. Some very questionable rides. I mean, you wonder. And it, the Gravitron. I don't know what it's called. It's called the, the when you're pressed up against the wall and it spins so fast. I remember as a kid riding that thing like it was nobody's business. Didn't even look at it and give it a time of day this time. <laughs> Didn't help that it started raining either. But yeah, I don't know if it's still going on anymore. But if it, if this is the last weekend coming up, if it is, I'm not sure. I don't want to sell any. I would highly recommend going to stay fair. It's always good to get outside, especially right now. I mean, I feel like everybody's stuck indoors for the most part anyway. Summer's coming to an end. Get out there. Go to the stay fair. Get you some popcorn. Get you some pork on a stick. A big ass lemonade. Cotton candy. Uh, what are they called? Funnel cakes. You know? Everything fried. Fried Oreos, fried Twinkies, fried Reese's. It's just where you go to hate yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, it was a very good time. I'm glad I went, and I probably will be going every year from now on. So, yeah, the Florida State or the Tennessee State Fair was a great time. I'm glad I finally went to that. I've been in Nashville for about six years now, and I haven't been to it yet, and it was definitely worth it. And then I also ate, I did something I've never, so it it was my buddy DJ's birthday, and we had a big family dinner, and he's from, he's from Boston area, so big Patriots fan, so we agreed to disagree on a lot of things, but it was his birthday. And I can deal with the Patriots. I can deal with Tom Brady, especially being a Tampa fan. We had lobster tails, but I've no, I've never had to actually get out the lobster tail and take it apart and like and deter the thing, like push it from the bottom and then eat all the tails. So that was an interesting experience. I've always just kind of, I've had lobster tail before where I pick it apart, but this is the one where you rip off the tails and you like suck it out of the. You suck out from the little wings that they have. It's very degrading to the lobster community. <laughs> yeah, you take one each one out and you kind of suck out the meat until you get it. And then you take, I don't know how many fingers you use, but it took me two fingers and you push up from the bottom and you kind of just violate this lobster until you get the chunk of meat that really... <clears throat> yeah, so the, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a main lobster but it was delightful just ripping that thing apart, dipping in some warm butter with some steak. <clears throat> that was 
quite lovely, but I've never eaten it like that before. So that would that was cool. That was cool. Until I mean, your, your hands kind of stink afterwards. Everything stinks, so you got to get that out in the trash. Wash the hands very quickly. <laughs> you can't deter the lobster and not have any pushback. So that that was fun. Um, yeah, the, so the, between the state fair and one thing that I always love about going back to the state fair that's really cool is they have all those rides, right? But then they always have the sign. What's the signature of a fair? The signature ride. I would I would say the signature ride of a fair is a Ferris wheel, right? Did you know what the world's tallest Ferris wheel is currently and coming up? Holy shit, but you are about to find out. Yes. This is the one at all fact for episode number 18. So, if you've been to Vegas, you probably are familiar with the High Roller. It's been open since 2014. It is currently the tallest Ferris wheel in operation, right? It runs 550 feet, but plot twist. There's a new sheriff in town opening fourth quarter of 2021. So the high roller only has a certain amount of time till it's going to be number two. I'll give you a few seconds to think about where maybe this number, the new number one is going to be at. Okay. So the new number one for the tallest Ferris wheel that's going to dethrone the high roller in Vegas is called the AIN, A-I-N, Dubai. And it is in Dubai. And it will be standing at 820 feet. So it's like not even giving the high roller a chance to be cool about it. (laughs) It's not going 100 feet higher. You're talking about almost 300 feet higher. And this thing looks like a monster. I mean, you're talking about a Ferris wheel. There's going to be so many hand jobs at the top of this thing because how are you going to know? <laughs> how are you going to know? You're not going to be able to see that high. And Lord, I just pray it doesn't break down. <laughs> Imagine being stuck up at the top of that thing, especially in bad weather. Between the hand jobs and the bad weather, there's a lot of concerns, but I still think it'll be a ton of fun. It looks really cool. If you're ever out in Dubai, that's another thing to do out there. They just live extravagantly out there. I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. So you, you're going to get high. I promise you that. So that'd be, I'm sure it gives a really cool scene of, of Dubai. Looks pretty badass. I had, look it up. It's called Ain Dubai. 820 feet it will be. Damn. That's, a, that's big. That is big. All right. So now that the tall facts out of the way, I wanted to start off. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So this past, I was in St. My hometown, St. Petersburg, Florida. Big shout out to everybody down there. And every year we have our big, the name of our fantasy football league. We're in year number 14. Now we are the Bay boozers. And out of all the fantasy leagues ever, this is one that I started originally. It's being ran by a shout out his name, old senior now. And, but we all kind of run it together. And I highly recommend if you have friends, if you're not in a league, start one up because this, I mean, this is one of the best things that's ever happened to us. We're in year number 14. We started this way back in the day when we were all living in the same area, having a good time. And it just, it brings us together every year. We were able to actually, I was able to fly down because we do the draft in St. Pete, the hometown. And I'm so grateful we started this uh, league when we did. And I bring it up so you can compare yours too. And if you're thinking about it or doing it, just appreciate it because throughout the years, even when some people come and go and don't play, the core group, it keeps us together. And we have stories to talk about now. And it's, like I said, we are in number. We just finished draft number 14, not seeing all the guys, and just sitting around drinking bourbon, doing the draft. What a ton of fun. We did it at Hooters in St. Pete. And we did it a little early, but it was worth it. So I want to give a shout out to all the boozers right now in the league. We got, I'm going to start from the top. Modic, what up, man? E40, hope all is well, bud. Tyree. Then we got Nate Sr. And then the son, the prodigal son, Nate. And then their youngest brother, Alex. What up, Alex? Joe in the house. Old Silent Joe. My little brother, Paul. 
And then you got Chad Tyree, Vic from Poland, and then my big dog, Jason. Those are the Bay Boozers. I know you you didn't need to know all that, but I wanted to shout them out on the podcast because we're about to go over everybody's picks, and those are my guys. So the purpose of this, I was debating how many rounds should I go over, but I'm going to give you the first four rounds. So our draft style, we're a 12-team league PPR. So touchdowns all across the board are six. Quarterbacks, running backs, anything. It's a six-touchdown thing. So we're going to start. I'm going to give you 12, 1 through 12, and you know how the sna- it's a snake draft. So it's 1 through 12. 12 goes back to, down to 1 and vice versa. So I'll give you the first four rounds. I'll do a recap of the picks. Take notes. If you're wondering if you're taking a guy too high, these guys in this league do not fuck around. We play. We play. And it is – I finished last two of the last three years, Even, but I do got some rings before that. It's just been a rough rough little stretch for me. It's the hardest league I've ever been in. So we'll go – I'll go over all this, what the boozers did. Take your notes, and then I'll go over other we'll – go, we'll go and tell their news and everything. So without further ado – I'm going to give you round one, number, picks number one through 12. Make comments along the way. Pay attention, people. Everybody wants to win their fantasy league. Even if you say you don't, you want to win that damn thing. Number one, no surprise here, Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey will have a good year. I really do. He, I mean, he's unstoppable. The only question mark is, how good is Sam Darnold? And how is that system going to revolve now? Is Christian McCaffrey going to be number one overall good, or is he going to be top 10 good? Big questions. Running back heavy right out of the gate. First six picks looked like they were running backs. Then you had Dalvin Cook. Can't hate on that pick. Dalvin Cook could arguably be the number one running back in football this year. And then you have Alvin Kamara. Between the catches, you always want a running back that catch a lot and run and just heavily involved in the offense, and nobody is epitomizes that more than Alvin Kamara. And then you have Saquon Barkley, who I took last year with my top pick, and then he got hurt, so it's rough for me. But the talent's all there. He could, I mean, all you could put any of those guys in the number one conversation. And then they got number five. Can't forget about King Henry. Derrick Henry goes number five. You talk about a guy that breaks down teams' will. As long as Derrick Henry stays healthy, he could lead the league in rushing again. Number six. As much as I hate to say it because I can't stand the team and I'm ne- not necessarily a fan of his, I'm feeling this is going to be a gigantic year. The number six pick was Ezekiel Elliott. I think Zeke bounces back in a major way this year. He goes number six. Let's see, do you see there, though? Top six, any of those running backs. I mean, you're if you're a top six pick in your draft, any of those guys will do. And then shit gets a little weird at seven. Senior, not sure what you did here, bud. It's risky. He could be a top dog, but taking him at number seven, a tight end at number seven, number seven goes to Travis Kelsey, tight end Kansas City. That's early. But I guess if you like him, you like him. Because at the end of the day, it's all about your total roster, not where you picked him. So then the next pick goes number eight to Devontae Adams. Can't argue with that, especially with Aaron Rodgers back. Good pick. And then another Packer at number nine. Number nine was Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay. Great pick. Great pick. I mean, tell about heavily involved. He can, put him, he can win you multiple weeks himself. Number 10, another great pick. I mean, this guy is turning out to be <laughs> the real deal is Nick Chubb. Chubb a love, baby. I got a Chubb for Nick Chubb. Then at 11, Tyreek Hill. Can't argue with that. So there's 11. And you get to 12, for you guys that are not familiar, and it goes 12-1, and one, so it's back-to-back picks for whoever got number 12. Just putting that in perspective. So the back-to-back picks on this one were my my guy, and these are my two picks, by the way. Might as well say that. I've been talking about Antonio Gibson forever, and I think he's going to be the real deal, and to get him at 12, I was perfectly happy with. And then the, So that's, that's picks 1 through 12. So you have round one, McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Barkley, Old King Henry, Zeke, Kelsey, Devontae, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Gibson. That is your round two, round one. 
So then you get into round 12. Starts at the 12, goes down to one. Right out of the gate, Austin Eckler. Remember, this is PPR. So to me, Austin Eckler could be explosive, so I wanted to pair him with Antonio Gibson. So I think that could be dynamic, or it could be a real shit show, and I could be last place again. After that, another high-end, hot commodity, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis running back. And then the player that I wanted to take, but I just... Rookie, rookies, man, they just make me nervous. But I think this guy could ultimately be the rookie of the year. Is Najee Harris running back for Pittsburgh? I think he's going to be one of the more heavily involved players. Whether he can get through the year completely healthy, it's hard because they're going to be putting a lot on this kid. But I think he can do it. It was really hard for me to pass on him. The only reason I didn't because I like running backs that are kind of like wide receivers. Then the fourth pick of the second round. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver, Buffalo. Good pick. Good pick. After that, you have Joe Mixon going fifth in the second round. Cincinnati running back. Next pick, DeAndre Swift running back for Detroit. That's gonna be that's gonna be another risky one right there. Like I don't know about the earliness of that pick. It's Detroit. I think they're rebuilding. They have a good offensive line they're putting together, so anything's possible. But I don't know if I would have taken them ahead of who they took at number seven. So the seventh pick. Of the second round, went to old Clyde, Sol- Clyde Edwards Lair running back Kansas City. I almost think it's criminal how late he went. So I think that's a steal at that late in the draft to get that guy. I mean, he was top. I mean, you could argue with him in the first round last year and even this year. He's the Kansas City main running back. After that, you got big Jack Diesel, T- DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Seattle Seahawks. Ninth pick of round two goes. To the Arizona number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Can't argue with that pick. Number 10, 10th pick of the second round. Benefiting from the departure of Julio Jones. You know, if Calvin Ridley as Atlanta's number one, he goes at the 10th pick of round two. With the 11th pick, you, you knew he was going to go at some point. And with the white quarterbacks, I mean, this guy's been putting up numbers. You got Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, number 11, round two. And then, so now now it's back-to-back for the, for the number one overall pick. So with the last pick of the second round, you have David Montgomery running back Chicago. Another, that, that's quite, we'll see. We'll see how good that Bears offense is. It's just, we'll see. I try to dictate more who has a high offense, and he could be good, but the consistency of that, so, yeah, so then he took him, and then with the first pick, let me recap number the second round real quick. So he had Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Stefan Diggs, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Edward Solaire, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Pat Mahomes, and David Montgomery. Those are rounds one and two. Now I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit here for rounds three and four. So he picked Montgomery and then followed up with round three, pick one. Mike Evans can't beat that. Can't argue with that. Tom Brady is could arguably have his best year yet at the age of 44, and Mike Evans is going to be the main reciprocator of that. Right after that, another stud wide receiver, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Tennessee wide receiver. And then you had another tight end go off the board who could have been higher is Darren Waller, tight end. Las Vegas. Right after him, pick four of round three was Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, Minnesota, who I don't see any reason why he can't do better than what he did last year. It's all if Kirk Cousins can deliver. And then number five pick of the third round, scary Terry McLaughlin, Washington wide receiver. Good pick. Fits magic, baby. He's going to hit him on some deep routes. After that, another tight end goes off the board. You're starting to see a trend here. George Kittle. We'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of off the Kittle bandwagon this year. I think he'll be good, not great. That's just my two cents. So that's the sixth pick of the third round. With the seventh pick of the third round, Chris Carson, running back, Seattle Seahawks. Another good pick, value pick. You can never have any too many running backs this early in the draft. After that, you had uh, number eight in the third round goes Chris Carson, or uh, J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore running back. After that, Josh Jacobs, number nine. Number 10, Keenan Allen, wide receiver. The Los Angeles, I'm still not used to saying Los Angeles Chargers. Number 11 goes to CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver, 
Dallas Cowboys, who everybody's big on. I think he'll be good and that great again. And then very last pick of the third of the third round. Because of the Cam Akers injury, this guy could be a great player. We'll see, though. He's an unknown name. Hard to pick him. Daryl Henderson Jr., running back, Los Angeles Rams. If he's healthy and can stay in, he's the main dog in Los Angeles. They have been known for their running backs to put up major numbers. So that's the third round. Evans, A.J. Brown, Darren Waller, Justin Jefferson, Scary Terry McLaughlin, George Kittle, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, Daryl Henderson Jr. Now on to round four, and this will be the last round that I cover. I just wanted to give you a start. So with the first pick of the fourth round was last year's number one scoring quarterback in fantasy football, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. And then pick two of the round four, Robert Woods, great pick, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams, who was a monster last year. Then you had Allen Robinson Jr., Allen Robinson second, Miles Sanders as the fourth pick, running back from Philly. Number five in the fourth round, Raheem Mostert, fifth pick, San Francisco running back. Oh, Koopy Cup. Cooper Cup goes number six in round four. I can't believe this guy fell so much. If he's healthy, this is a steal in round four. He's yet round four pick seven, Amari Cooper. I mean, that guy can win you a week single hand. He put up 200. I mean, it. time will tell who these guys Who's going to take over? And then next, you had another tight end go off the board at the eighth pick in the fourth round. He had Mark Andrews. Ninth in the fourth round was Adam Thielen, wide receiver, Minnesota. Ten, Deontay Johnson, stud wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Eleven, Chris Godwin. And twelve, New Tennessee wide receiver, Julio Jones. So those, Josh Allen, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson II, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mosert, Cooper Cup, Mari Cooper, Mark Andrews. Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. That's your fourth round. 12 teams. So, yeah. If you're wondering where to take somebody, that's what we did. And we did our draft, like I said earlier, than most. I wish we would have done it another week from now because you're already starting to see injuries. You saw in the Monday night game with that Jacksonville loss, hyped up Clemson running back. Travis Etienne get one down. So now you have James Robinson going up boards. I would grab him, y'all. Grab him in any draft because now he's out. And it looks like Jameis Winston will be the dog in, in New Orleans. And good for Jameis. He, they made him compete. All signs point to him being the number one because you can play him number one and have Taysom Hill. As long as Jameis just keeps his mouth shut and plays football, I mean – and when he was with the Bucks, he just couldn't get out of his own way, just like he was at Florida State. I've been a fan of the guy for a long time, so I hope he succeeds. I really do. And he seems to be in a good system. New Orleans is absolutely loaded, arguably the number one defense. So it looks like he's the number one guy there. ETN's down. Uh, Troutman, the tight end for New Orleans, looks to be okay. X-rays were negative. So you you have stuff breaking. All right, this is the risky part about. Do, I I always recommend doing your draft as close to the regular season as possible. That's all I recommend because right now everybody's hurt, banged up in training camp. It's hard to tell who's going to play. For the most part, you're not going to see any more starters really play. So the main guys hurt. The only one that's really been knocked out is Etn, and I'm sure a lot of teams are paying notice to that and not going to risk any of their big dogs. Then, like I said, Dak Prescott, as long as he's fine, and then who the hell knows. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson, is he or isn't he not going gonna gonna play? I mean, it just I think he's worth a late round flyer in most leagues because of his upside. I think what he can do, I mean, if you can get him in like the fifth fifteenth round or whatnot, like I, I say you go for it. I mean, I, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, because you can always drop him. You can always drop him. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, other than that, there's not been a whole lot of other big news fantasy-wise or anything. Marquise Callaway is going to be the hot name after his performance last night, but remember, it's preseason. Not every, Roster spots are being determined, but somebody's got to catch the ball in New Orleans. Jameis is going to chuck it. And if they can get Michael Thomas back, he looks like he's going to be out. I mean, Jameis will chuck the ball. So you got that. 
Yeah, and you always go that based on a primetime game. Now, it looks like ESPN, they got a new Monday night crew. Looks like it was Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. I like it. I, I think Lewis Riddick is a rising star if he's not already a star in his own right. I, th- I like Lewis Riddick a lot. I think he's very good with what he does on ESPN, just all the other shows, and he's he's a good commentator until John Gruden comes back and works with him. Because <laughs> you know as soon as the Raiders fire Gruden, he's going to be back in that booth. He's got himself a good situation. So you got that at ESPN. Fox, you got Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. A lot of people hate Joe Buck. A lot, I mean, there's a lot of hate for him. If he was that bad, I don't know how he's on there. I like Aikman and Buck in the primetime games. They do the Fox one. Then you have CBS, which I never thought in a million years Tony Romo would be one of the best ones, but him and Jim Nance on the CBS primetime broadcast for football, I mean, they're they're arguably the best one. They did the Super Bowl. They did everything. Never thought I would see that. And then Al Michaels and Collinsworth I love. I love love this Sunday night broadcast on, on NBC. And then they throw Tarico in there, Mike Tarico, every now and then. I think it's just, it's, I mean, and I know like Buck and Aikman do a lot of the Ute, the, the uh, Yahoo ones too. And they do those broadcasts. So I don't know what happened on the mic right there. Yeah. So who's your favorite? Like I would say if I had to rank my top four, if I had to rank them in order from one to four, I would say four. I'd probably go Buck and Aikman. <laughs> I would say those are we my least favorite, and then I would I would I would say I because because of, of Lewis Riddick, I, I'm a big fan of that guy. I think he's good. Him, the ESPN Monday Night Crew, and then I would take. I don't know personally. I think Romo and Nance are fantastic on CBS, but I love that 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 NBC broadcast. And Al Michaels is is a legend, and I like Tariko too. And then Collinsworth is good, in my opinion. They do a good broadcast. They get you pumped up. That's one of my favorite things about when, as I've gotten older, when my team is good, I, it's the best because they're they're on prime time, you know. So when when they're when like for example, the Chiefs, Bucks, all these guys, they're going to put them in as many prime time games as possible, which is like the best thing. I mean, you get to sit after a long day. You don't your game's not over at three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. You get to enjoy like the nationwide broadcast. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. So what say you? How would you rank those? Email, message, one at tall, Instagram, one at tall.busproud.com, one at tall at gmail. Message me, let me know who you think. So those are my my top four broadcasting teams. Yeah. So like I, I'm Collinsworth, I like and Al Mike Al Michaels is <laughs> he's a he's a he's a hero. So let's switch gears a little bit, and it looks like it's the end of era in, a, in boxing as Manny Pacquiao, who was supposed to have another fight, got switched up because of injury. I think it was against Errol Spence, got hurt, and then he had to fight Jordinius Ugas, U-G-A-S. So Pacquiao goes in there. I think he was trying to do a prep fight and got beat. So... It looks like it's the end of an era for Manny Pacquiao. So you you guess was is, was twenty six and four with twelve KOs. He was gonna now it looks like he's gonna fight Errol Spence whenever Errol Spence gets ready to go. And it looks like the end of an era. So Pacquiao sixty two eight and two thirty nine KOs. I said it once in their peak. He was the best fighter. Mayweather was the best boxer, and it literally is a damn shame that those two didn't get in the ring when they were at their peaks. It really is. I mean, I know they made a lot of money when they actually fought, but it was too too little too late, in my opinion. But, yeah, so if it's the end of an era, man, Manny Pacquiao, I don't know how the Boxing Hall of Fame works, but he's first ballot all day. All day. I mean, he gets in there and he fights, and I love it. So it's it's sad to see him go. Like, I was hoping he could pull that out. I mean... Knowing him, he'll try to do another fight to get back in there because fighters fight, right? But he's 42 now. He looked flat. Didn't have a lot of pop to his step. Uga shouldn't have dominated a guy like that that was that was in his prime. And I, I'm a, I love boxing. 
But yeah, so if this is the end of a career, Manny Pacquiao, you are a legend. And I wish, I mean, because do you remember when him and Mayweather were at their peak but never fought? It would be Mayweather and then Manny Pacquiao would fight him and then Manny would knock them all out. I mean, what those two did to, to Ricky Hatton is criminal. I don't think I don't think Ricky Hatton's box box sense. I mean, they both beat the snot out of that dude and knocked the Guinness right out of his bloodstream. <laughs> so yeah, Manny Pacquiao, Hall of Famer in my book. Hate to see him go out like that. I just hope. I mean, the the it was a scorecard of one sixteen, one twelve, one fifteen, one thirteen, one sixteen, one twelve. Ugas was the underdog, so if you bet on him, you made some money. So. If Manny keeps fighting, I don't think he'll get another big fight. It'll just be the, the under-the-radar type fights. He he might actually do it just because. But, yeah. Sorry, Manny. I, I think it's you had a good career. Now go run for office and you'll win easily. What say you? Manny Pacquiao, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of your favorites? Oh, the other sad news I forgot to tell about. Sorry, everybody. It looks like... <laughs> People are going to have to go back to work. Only fans has banned pornography. You hate to see it. You hate to see it happen like this. And people would literally base their careers off getting naked on OnlyFans. It was a thing for a while, and I could see the allure with the money. You had to ban it, though, because, I mean, I'm sure there was laws, regulations, and everything. So, so now people are going to have to get back to work. You have to do other things rather than showing your ass on OnlyFans. I know it's the way of the days now. And I'm sure people made a lot of money, but you can't be doing porn on those things. It's sad and tragic. Sad and tragic. Okay, so I watched a movie and I want to give you some information about it. I never thought I would ever tell you to go watch a Nicolas Cage movie, but this movie I'm about to tell you, one, it's got a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. I know you've probably seen articles about it, especially, like I said, it's Nick Cage, and he hasn't had a great movie out in a while, and this is un- a low-key. It's a movie called Pig. If you haven't seen Pig, I highly recommend taking the time out of your day to watch this. It's about an hour and 30 minutes long. It's an hour and 32 to be exact. It's, a, it's a, about a man living alone in the Oregon wilderness. He's a truffle, pig, a truffle hunter re- to find a person who stole his pig, hence the name of the movie Pig. But this movie, as the kids say, it hits different. It just does. It's got a John Wick feel without it. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I'm not going to say it's John Wick because it's not that way, but it's just the the film, how it looks. I don't know what the word was. The movie, when it's over, you're just like, what? But it was good. So I highly recommend giving that movie a look. I mean, Nicolas Cage just flat out kills it in this movie. So, like I said, it's hour and 32 minutes. Real easy one to find. It's on, I believe it's on rent or on whatever, on demand or whatever it's called. I, you'll like it. When I read the reviews, I was like, ah, we'll see. But it's Nicolas Cage. So I don't really give him the time of day anymore. Really good movie. It's got a, it's got some, a lot of heart to it too. And I'm going to tell you what, you might want to buy a pig after this movie. Pigs are adorable, man. There was a lot of pigs out at the uh, the fair I went to as well, like little baby pigs. Jesus, I don't know how something so delicious, something so delicious, can be so adorable at the same time. <laughs> All right. So speaking of entertainment, another entertainment thing. I'm a big fan of the show, so I wanted to talk about it. And for some reason, it's the final season, but it's is it the final though? So The Walking Dead came back, and they announced that it would be season 11 would be its last season. They're, but they're going to do it in like a blown up, stretched out way. Like I almost kind of wish Game of Thrones did. So they're spreading it out over, I believe, like two years. It's going to be part one and part two of season 11. It's 24 episodes. So you could stretch this thing out for a while and make it seem like it's not one big last season. But I think the reason why I like it, it's because now you're on edge again. Like what with The Walking Dead, you kind of, in the first couple of seasons, you're like, holy shit, anybody could die at any time. Just don't kill Rick. Carl. Carl. And now you're you're on edge again because you know there's an ending coming up, but it's not too close where you got to start getting panicky yet. 
And there's so many things that could happen in the next two years. What's going to happen with Negan and Maggie? What's going to happen with Michonne? What's going to happen um, with little Judith Grimes? What's going to happen with Rick's other kid with Michonne? RJ. What's going to happen with Daryl? What's going to happen with Carol? I mean, what's going to happen to everybody? Now you have the Commonwealth in the mix from the comics, which is at the end. So it could go a lot of different ways. And I tell you what, they, they had to keep the spoilers out of it and people on the edge of their seat again. And I feel like they've done a very good job with that because the, the what they did with Negan's character, what they've done with like all of them, like the show dragged for a little bit, especially after my boy Rick left. God, let me just say Rick Grimes and, and it's heyday still is one of my all time favorite characters in any show ever created. Like just the depth of his character and what he wasn't a superhero by any means. And he got beat down, but never gave it like just the way they did him in his prime. You hate to see him go. You hate, I'm sure that Andrew Lincoln as an actor wishes he never left. He's got to, cause it, it's really good. I'm telling y'all take out the whole Rick leaving thing. And walking dead is really good. They've done a really good job, especially with the whisperer war building up the hype. Overall, it is a great show still. You almost had to see it come down, but they had all these spinoffs coming. They have the Rick movies coming out, supposedly. We'll see if that ever happens. So they don't plan on shutting the world down, but in the mind knowing that it's the finale, it's a very good mind mind game to play with the fans to kind of keep the suspense at an all-time high. Because for years there, when it was right in the middle, like you're like, all right, it's suspenseful, but you know they're going to win. Now you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Because it's ending. But like I said, they're going to be doing spinoffs. They got the movies coming out. And you still have Fear the Walking Dead. And there's other ones coming out. But The Walking Dead is the OG. And I miss the days. And if you haven't watched Walking Dead. God, I'm I'm jealous of you. Because you get to start it from the very beginning. Those first four or five seasons. Wow. Especially the first two. You're in for a good binge streak because those those are amazing seasons one and two are incredible the shane rick and all that herschel the farm the whole nine so yeah if if what do you think about the walking dead are you glad it's back are you ready for it to end i mean it's still one of the top rated shows there is i wonder what's going to happen with maggie and uh, negan because she can't get over him killing glenn which i get so we'll see how that plays into it you need that level of suspense you want to see what's going on with Daryl. Daryl's like the main guy now. And all I want, anybody to watch this show, all they want is for a, a Daryl and Rick reunion. And last season when he was looking for Rick and he was all that, you're just like, damn, I want that. Every time they, re, they reunite those guys, it's like a great TV moment. So I hope that happens. I hope they have the Rick Grimes movies. I miss that character. What he did on that show, even... It's hard to have a finale episode. If you haven't watched it, you had to watch his last episode of The Walking Dead. I thought they did a really good artistic and creative job with that. There's things I wish they could have done. I wish they had Carl in the episode, but beggars can't be choosers, right? So Walking Dead back, 24 episodes. It's the last season, but like I said, there's spinoffs, there's movies. There's supposedly a Daryl and Carol's show coming out. So who knows where they're going to go with it? You got two years, I think, 24 episodes. So I'll stretch all the way through this year and then through next year and you'll be good to go. So th- that is your entertainment update and my thoughts and opinions about that. And I wanted to end the episode on a, on a lighter note, but a serious note. So I, I see a lot of stuff now and then. I just wonder, do you remember the, does anybody remember the golden rule? Do unto others as you want done unto you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Does that still exist or have people just forgotten about that? Because online it does not seem. I'm in Nashville, like I said, and I feel like more people here often than not help others and they look out for everybody and they treat others. But overall, I see a, a bit, I mean, the lack of empathy for people and this, the treating people like, I'm not getting political on this, but with the vaccines and everything and the vaccine shaming that people are trying to put, putting fear, like, no. Under no circumstance do you have treat everybody the same. Like you treat everybody with respect. Treating people with respect, even if they don't give you the respect back, is a whole different level of maturity. 
and I'm I have Irish temper, so sometimes it doesn't work that way. But the, just let's just not forget the golden rule: treat everybody, treat others the way you want to be treated. If you want to be treated like shit, by all that doesn't get, don't twist my words is what I'm saying. Treat people with respect, dignity. Don't talk down to people. That's the fucking worst. Just treat people with grace. We need it now more than ever. The world's crazy right now. Just if we could just all just have empathy for anybody. Just try try not to judge. Judge not. But yeah, I think we need to be reminded about this golden rule. And damn it, the one at Tall Podcast is going to do it. Treat others the way you want to be treated, people. And I guarantee the world spins better and, and, and better and better and better. I... That the amount of negativity and how it spreads, it it's just, it's really sad. It really is sad to see everybody turning on each other, everybody getting mad because you believe something different than they do. That's not what we are about as people in society and how I want to be. I want everybody everybody's supposed to treat others the way you want to be treated. The fucking golden rule, people. The golden rule. Keep that in mind. Treat some, if somebody needs help, help them. Because if you just continue to put this negative energy out there, all you're going to get is negative energy back. Trust me, I've been down that road. It never works as well as fighting that with a little positivity, with a little bit of empathy, with a little bit of kindness. Help goes a long way. Golden rule, golden rule, golden rule. Look it up, put it up. Let's bring it back. With everything going on nowadays, we need it now more than ever. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to have another big episode for you coming up. Thank you again for everybody that's listened to the one at Tall podcast. Um, yeah, we'll be talking a lot more sports next week. One more week closer to fantasy football to football in general. God damn. How great is that to say between that college? We'll have a lot to talk about and find me again on Instagram at one at tall one at tall dot Um, big thank you again to the Bay boozers. You guys know who you are. And for another big year, y'all. Any if you have fantasy football questions, anything you want, if you want to know who to start them, sit them. We'll go throughout all year. Email me on that. Hit me up on on Instagram and we'll go from there. And until I see you again, I'll be back again next time. I love y'all. Peace.